0: thankful for that victory. At this time, Brother Brad Herring is going to come and lead us in the reading of John chapter 1. We've been challenged as a congregation to read Psalms chapter 27 and John chapter 1 verses 1 to 14 each and every day in 2020. Brother Brad.
1: Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. What a friend we have in him. God, we love your word today. What a blessing again to have each and every one of you here. Thankful you took time out of your Sunday morning to join us. But nothing better to do, no apologies being offered. We're just thankful you're here. We know that you'll be better because of it in the end. We have, a, we have a real treat for you today, again, third Sunday in a row, we have a special speaker for you. I am, I am so excited to have my son, your brother, Brother Josh Herring, preaching for us this morning. Hope you have your Bible, hope you have a notepad, a piece of paper, something to jot down, something that strikes your mind, or some scripture you want to remember that he may quote. We're grateful today for the opportunity to hear the Word of God. There are numerous people in our world today, brother and sister, that wish they could be where you are right now, with two ears that hear, or at least one, with eyes that see, with hearts that still feel compassion, and wish they could hear the Word of the Lord. I know that's true today. So you have a lot to be thankful for, is all I'm saying. God bless you today. Again, Brother Josh, are you there? Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Yes, sir. All right. We'll give him a little more volume, please. An honor to have you with us today again. Please greet the family for us all. And I want you to preach the word to us, teach the word to us, take your liberty. Will do. Feed our heart and feed our soul. Amen. Mighty God, mighty God. Lord, bless you today, Josh. Love you so much.
0: Amen. Love you too, Dad. Praise the Lord, everybody, and honored to be with you again today. And, uh, I know you're ready for this thing to be over with, and but yet we're so thankful that we are still part of the Apostolic Church, and seeing what God is doing in this end time is truly, truly powerful. Give honor to my parents, love them very, very much, appreciate all they've done for me, and all their prayers and love all these years. Uh, give honor to my beautiful wife and my children. We're so thankful to be connected to you today. I'm going to give you something that I received in my prayer clause this morning. The book of Jude and the book of Revelation is where we're going to go to If your house. Get your Bible out. The book of Jude, obviously only one chapter, so we're going to read verses 8 through 14. And the book of Revelation, chapter 2, verses 18 through 23. Jude 1, 8 through 14, and Revelation 2, 18 to 23. Bible says, likewise... Also, these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. But these speak evil of those things which they know not, but what they know Naturally, as brute beast, in those things they corrupt themselves, woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain, and ran greedily after the heir of Balaam, for reward, and perished in the gainsaying of Korah. These are spots in your feast of charity, when they fake feast with you, feeding themselves without fear, clouds they are without water, carried about of winds, trees whose fruit withereth without fruit, twice dead. Plucked up by the roots, raging waves of the sea, foaming out their own shame, wandering stars to whom is reserved blackness of darkness forever. And Enoch also the seventh from Adam prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. Turn page over to the book of Revelation, chapter 2, verses 18 to 23. Bible says, And unto the angel of the church in Thyatira write, these things saith the Son of God, who hath his eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are fine like, brass, like fine brass. I know thy works in charity and service and faith, and thy patience and thy works, and the last to be more than the first. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. I gave her a space to repent of her fornication, she repented not. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her to great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds, and I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he which searches thy reins and hearts. I will give unto every one of you according to your works. I want to preach to you today from the subject, Confronting, the spirits of control, confronting the spirits of control. Lord Jesus, have your way in this message. Anoint my mind, anoint the people that are watching. I pray you'd speak through me. I pray you'd get all the glory and the praise and the honor. Use me for your glory right now in Jesus' name. And somebody said amen. The the word control means the power to influence or direct people's behavior or course of events. The word "control" is nowhere in your Bible, yet it is everywhere in your Bible. Uh, obviously, I think that this the spirit of control is loose in America now, like never before. I think that is the main spirit at work in our nation. Everybody is controlling or being controlled by all kind of things. It's, it's crazy when you're healthy and you're being quarantined for being healthy, but yet that's the spirit of control in our nation. Fear is on a rampage. People are bound by it and people are listening to the wrong voices that create more control and more fear and more worry in the atmosphere. It's not just in the world either. It's also in the church. I think the spirit of control is loose like never before. And I was praying this morning and the Lord began to reveal some things I had written down years ago. But But never to the degree that he showed me today. And I'm just going to give them to you and pray that the Lord uses this for his glory. But at the end of your Bible, there are four wicked people from the Old Testament that come back into the New Testament. Four people that uh, were uh, in the Old Testament that did wicked things. And yet they've been dead thousands of years. But right at the end of the Bible, they jump back in uh, signifying these would be spirits that would be loose in the end time church and I want to tell you that these four people these four spirits are intertwined and they are connected and they are all consumed or they are are all being uh, weaponized and released by the spirit of control Uh, they are of the same spirit I'm reading the notes the Lord gave me the first one is the spirit of Cain Cain obviously his name means possession he was very materialistic This is the spirit of control. This is the first attribute of it. It's very materialistic. It's it's about possessions. He would rather keep his stuff than keep a relationship with you. Cain is someone who was very uh, connected to the spirit world. He heard the voice of God. He He heard the voice talking to him, but yet he would get frustrated by someone else's worship. The spirit of control, the spirit of Cain, was a jealous spirit. Uh, Cain would not sacrifice. There's, this, there's an attribute of the spirit of, of control. Pay attention to people that will not join your church in consecrations. People that want to talk and people that want to be heard, but yet they don't want to fast. And they don't want to pray. And they don't want to read their Bibles. And they don't want to join in with the church when the church goes on extended consecration because they're carnal. And it's the spirit of Cain that wants to control. Cain, um, the Bible said, talked to his brother Abel in the field before he slew him. It can he converses before he kills. The spirit of Cain is an arguing spirit. He's someone that argues before he assassinates. He talked. It talks to you before it takes you out. And the Bible said that uh, he he killed Abel. I want to show you something right here. The spirit of Cain cannot kill God, so it kills. The person closest to God, that it in, in its in its life. It's amazing how people will get mad at God, but because they can't touch God, they go after the pastor. It's amazing how people, when they're really mad at God, will take their blame on God out on people that are spiritual. It's amazing how when true, it's a really it's actually a sign when someone's mad at God, they're always going to get mad at somebody spiritual because they cannot take out their words on. They might talk about God. But ultimately, they'll switch from talking about God to talking about God's people or leadership or authority because they can't touch God. So they go after the able in their life. And the spirit of control refuses to take responsibility for its actions because when Cain killed him and God confronted him because no one else would confront Cain. I don't know where Adam was and I don't know where Eve was, but they wouldn't confront him. So God confronted him. And God asked, you know, what are you doing and what you do? And and, And Cain said, am I my brother's keeper? In other words, I'm not taking responsibility for what I'm not sorry for what I did. Watch how he goes from arguing with Abel to arguing with God. It's a controlling spirit. It's not a repentant spirit. It's not a broken spirit. It's a spirit of control that says I can argue with God like I can argue with my pastor. You ought to be careful if you've got an arguing spirit toward the man of God. I feel my help coming on me right now. You might want to be careful when you think it's okay to confront your pastor on things because that's the spirit of Cain that says I am allowed to. I'm on the same ground as you. I'm on the same turf as you. I am your equal. And you better got to be careful when that spirit confronts what God is doing because it's a worshiping killing spirit it's a controlling spirit that kills the atmosphere of worship I dare say if there's no worship going on in your home there might be a Cain spirit loose if there's no worshiping and there's no able spirit that's giving God glory if there's no sacrifice in your home if nobody's consecrating you might want to check out the spirit of Cain that might be near and when Cain was sentenced by God when Cain was crushed by God God said you're gonna be a vagabond and God removes him from the pages of your Bible instantly God sends him on a journey God marks him and sends him away to be alone and Cain dies a lonely man but thousands of years later when Cain comes back into your Bible he's not alone for Cain has got some friends now the Bible talks about spirits when they go out of a man's house they come back seven times stronger because they get other spirits and bring those spirits with him with him and so now Cain leaves your Bible alone but he comes back into your Bible at the end time connected to other spirits I feel the Holy Ghost in this room right now and the first spirit or the first person that follows Cain at the end time is the spirit of Balaam Balaam jumps out of your Bible three times at the end of the Bible second Peter 2.15, Jude one eleven, and Revelation 2.14, Balaam jumps back into the Word of God. The name Balaam means not of the people. In other words, not unified, not submitted. The problem with Balaam was he was gifted, and you've got to be very careful when your gifting is so strong that you no longer think you need a Moses because Balaam's problem was not that he was gifted, it was that he could not submit his gift to another man's ministry. You see, what Balaam should have done when he saw God's people coming to him, was he should have left the enemy and gone down to God's people and asked Moses, can I submit to you? Can I be a part of what you're doing? Can I follow you? Can I be in submission to your authority? But you see, Balaam's a superstar, and Balaam wants to stand out. And Balaam wants to be recognized for who he is because it's an unsubmitted spirit. You see, when the spirit of jealousy like Cain or anger takes over a person, it's it's not very long before Balaam follows and they go from being angry and they go from being jealous to now they're unsubmitted. And you can't tell them anything because they are now in control in their mind. The Bible said that Balaam loved the wages of unrighteousness. He was greedy, he was covetous, he wanted everything for himself. That is a controlling spirit. It's very selfish, self-gratifying, wants to be seen, wants to be heard, wants constant attention. I'll say something else about the spirit of Balaam. It's not very sensitive to the angelic world. It's not very sensitive to the spirit world because when an angel showed up right in front of him, he couldn't see the angel. His donkey had to see the angel. The donkey was more sensitive to the angels near than Balaam was. Be careful when you fall in love with your gifting because if your gifting is so strong and you become attached to it, you'll be consumed and attached to your own voice, but you'll be completely blind and deaf and silent and mute to the voice of god he could not even connect himself to angels that were right in front of him he didn't see them even though the angel had a sword drawn it's very dangerous when you become so consumed with yourself and then balaam went one step further the bible said in revelation 2:14, he taught balak to catch the stumbling block before the children of Israel. In other words, the spirit of control releases sin in the atmosphere. When he couldn't curse the people of God, when he wouldn't submit to a Moses, he said, I know how to stop that church. Just release some sin. I know the God they serve will be unhappy with them if sin gets loose in the atmosphere. And so he starts teaching people to corrupt the church. It's dangerous when you're so controlling and you start undermining authority and you release sinful spirits in the atmosphere that cause judgment on the entire congregation. That's what Achan did. That's what got him killed and his whole family killed and 36 soldiers killed in Ai because he was so manipulative. He caused a stumbling block to be released in the body don't be a stumbling block to the church don't be the voice of opposition don't be the voice of unsubmission that says i'm not going to do what pastor says i'm not going to do that i'm not going to read my bible like he's asking i'm not going to join the church In the consecration, that's a Balaam spirit. And the problem with the Balaam spirit is that Balaam gets killed later on by the sword. Oh, Shataya! the Bible says the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. The spirit of Balaam will ultimately be taken out by the word of God. It's a spirit that is removed by the authority of the word of the Lord. And Balaam's not alone, for Balaam is followed by the man by the name of Korah. Cora's name means baldness to go bald in other words to lose your covering. Go shut up. Cora uh, is an unthankful spirit. is related to Moses, but yet he's not happy with his position in the church and it's 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 an unthankful spirit because this is how this is how it works. Once you get jealous, and once you get angry, and once you start turning that anger, anger towards God's people, then you get unsubmitted. And after you're unsubmitted, is birthed and conceived and, and, re, and released in the atmosphere. Now you're unthankful. Now you're unthankful for every blessing God's given you. Now you're unthankful for what God's done in your life. Uh, Korah is not afraid to talk about leadership to other people. Be careful if you're comfortable talking about your pastor to people in the church. Be careful when negative tones and negative words start coming and negative facial expressions come to your face when your pastor's name is mentioned. I feel God helping me right now. The Korah spirit of the Old Testament is very similar to the Judas spirit in the New Testament for Korah began to question everything that Moses did and Judas began to question everything that Jesus did. Korah is the spirit of control on Korah. I want you to put this down and write this down. Is an insecure spirit because the Bible talked about Korah getting Dathan and Abiram to join him in his revolt. I want you to see something right here. The spirit of Korah is, is so insecure that he needs others to revolt with him. In other words, Korah deep down did not know if he was right or wrong to go against the of Moses. Korah deep down did not know if he was right or wrong to speak against the leadership so he got some people around him to agree with him. Let me help you right now. The spirit of control when it hits somebody, the spirit of insecurity hits them and when people start getting mad at the pastor I don't even know who I'm preaching to but I feel it and, and they start getting mad at the church they try to justify themselves but to get, because deep down go oh, shut up they don't even know if they're right or not. They don't know if, if, if what they're hearing is God or what they're hearing is their flesh or what they're hearing is the devil. And because they're carnal and they're not convicted by these words, they go to other people to justify their feelings and justify their emotions. What are you saying? That the controlling spirit is a gossiping spirit. A controlling spirit is not afraid to talk about its pastor Behind its back, and I've got Bible for it, because the Bible said Moses told the people, get out of Korah's tabernacle or Korah's tent. In other words, Korah's not talking trash to you in front of me, but he's talking trash behind closed doors. Korah walk up to Pastor, shake his hand, and say, I love you, Pastor. You mean so much to me. Then get on the phone five minutes later and say, Church was terrible today. He preached things that I've heard before. He preached, he's trying to go after my family. You better be careful, Korah. That's a Of gossip, and that's a controlling spirit. Why don't you just be truthful and admit that you're upset about your position, or you're upset that you're not being recognized, or you're upset that you're not being appreciated because that's what's really the root of your problem? It's a spirit that's manifesting as Korah and it's not afraid to talk behind the man of God's back, and in fact, it's so dangerous. You don't have to be be the one speaking it. It can kill you just by you hearing it. As Moses said, get out of this tabernacle. In other words, if you're listening to Korah, you can die the same way Korah's going to die just because your ears were privy to it. Listen to me. Just because you don't repeat gossip and you don't repeat trash doesn't mean that you're justified. because you listen to it. Listening to it is just as bad as repeating it. Listen, you gotta be able to stand up for leadership. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. If a spirit's trying to get on the backslider, and talk bad about the pastor, and so when I'm not talking bad against backsliders, I hope you come back to God, but if you're being used by the enemy to call someone in the church and try to pull them away from their pastor, you've got a spirit of core on you, and I rebuke that spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus, and I pray God silences your tongue because that's not of God, it's not of God to take someone from the presence of the Lord and from the presence of their pastor and say, I'm going to cause them to revolt against it, Oh, here's some then you ought to realize, Korah, you're not as popular as you think you are. Because when Korah tried to revolt, only two other people followed him. When there was millions of people in the camp, only two people followed. Because the people know the voice of their shepherd. And if you're Korah, you're not Moses so you might as well just admit it and you might as well just agree to it. You may not agree with everything your Moses does, but never mistake the fact that you are not Moses. Never get the idea that you are the voice of God to the people of God in the church and you're gonna replace your pastor. I rebuke that spirit. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I feel it right now. It's the third spirit of control. It's the insecure Korah that has to rebel and then the fourth face of control, the fourth voice of control, is the spirit of Jezebel. Uh, Jezebel's name means whom Baal exalts. In other words, she is lifted up by false authority. Baal is not even real. He's a false idol. He's He's a false god. And her name means this false god has exalted me to what I am. So I am lifted up by fake authority. She's a poser. And she proclaims to have more power than what she actually has. She competes with spiritual authority. She calls herself a prophetess. I was thinking about my Bible this week about people in the Bible that call themselves prophets or prophetesses. You better be careful for those type of people. I remember the old man that told the young prophet, I am a prophet as you are. And the Lord spoke to me this and his words got the young man killed. But Jezebel called herself a prophetess too. That's the spirit of control that says I'm more spiritual and I'm more connected to the voice of God than your pastor is. Uh, Jezebel teaches other people to sin. I wanna show you something in the word Jezebel and Balaam are very connected because Balaam and in, in, in Revelation two and Jezebel in Revelation two both say the same things about them that they cause people to eat things sacrificed unto idols and to commit fornication. I want to show you something. These they would take these uh, this food and they would put it on altars before these false gods. And after they offered this food to false gods, then they would consume the food themselves. They would take the food that they offered. To their false god and they would ultimately consume it for themselves the jezebel spirit is a consuming spirit it's a spirit of consumption where it, it said it's giving things to god but truly it's taking it for itself and balaam did the same thing it's a self-serving spirit it's very selfish in its motive and selfish in its desire jezebel painted her face and Jezebel spirit hates holiness. It hates holy preaching. And let me just preach it to you straight. If you think you belong in a platform, but you think you don't have to be holy, you belong nowhere near a platform in an apostolic church because that's a Jezebel spirit that's upon you that says, I can enjoy the platform, but I don't have to consecrate at the altar. I don't have to let go of anything. I can just be who I am. It, 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 Public and then act like I'm spiritual in church. I can dress one way in the house of God and dress another way in the world. That's a Jezebel spirit that wants to be promoted and recognized and noticed, but really doesn't believe this gospel and doesn't believe this truth. Jezebel refuses to repent. it's an unrepentant spirit. And I want to show you what happens. You see, it starts off with jealousy. It starts off with competition and anger. And then it manifests and morphs into an unsubmitted spirit. And before long, it's unthankful, it's insecure. And then it it begins to compete. And then it begins to control. And Jezebel tries to control preachers, tries to control the prophetic, because it hates what the Lord is doing. I know for a fact that I'm preaching to you right now. It's a Jezebel spirit that wants to control the man of God. It's connected from the beginning to the end. And in the end time, it's the spirit the church and I want to preach to you you need to mark it, you need to mark it down because God has its number and I want to show you something because the spirit of control, if it's near you if it's on a family member, it might rain for a while but when God deals with it he always deals with it suddenly because when Cain was removed, he was instantly removed to to be forgotten on the page of the Bible for thousands of years by one word from God when God confronted it And when Balaam was removed, it was quickly because the Bible said Balaam died from the sword. They killed him instantly with a sword. When Korah died, it was an instantaneous thing. The ground opened up, and the ground swallowed him whole instantly. And when Jezebel died, she was thrown off a building out of a window. Instantaneous death because the spirit of control comes down instantly when it comes down. And I feel to tell you right now, the Holy Ghost will gave me this morning he said the spirit of control the main attribute of it it's an arguing spirit it wants to get in your house right now it wants to argue with your faith the media the media the news wants to argue fear wants to argue with your faith that's why you've got to make sure your ears to tune into the Word of God coming from your pastor and not the news reporters every five minutes because fear wants to argue with your faith doubt wants to argue with your faith uh, confusion wants to argue with your faith. Anxiety wants to argue with your faith. And when you let those voices in, when you let those fear spirits in, when you let those voices from the world in, before long, they begin to debate what you hear from the preacher. They begin to debate what you hear from the man of God. Instead of saying, all right, we're going to have our church building back soon. We're going to be back in the presence of God. You start to hear voices like, are we ever going to reopen? Or is, is anything ever going to go back to the way it was? Are we ever going to have church like we did? Jude, the Bible said in Jude verse um, number nine, that yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, the Lord rebuked thee. You know what the answer is? You got to argue like an angel. you need to look the devil in the eye in your house and say, the Lord rebuke you. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. When I start getting overwhelmed with doubt or anxiety or confusion or war, I'm going to look back at the devil's face, and I'm going to say, the Lord rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I'm going to establish my position of authority. I'm going to speak on the foundation of the word of God and not on what my feelings are emotions are. The Lord has sent me to tell you uh, the word has come to my home and the word's coming to your home. It is time to take authority over what's fighting you. Stop trying to argue like a human and start arguing like an angel. Stop trying to argue with your position and start arguing with the word of God quote the bible says submit yourself therefore unto god resist the devil and he will flee from you i want to say something to you right now ppc i want to say something boldly in the holy ghost if you're rebuking the devil and he's not leaving it if you're rebuking the devil and he's laughing at you you're rebuking the devil and he's still messing with your family if the problem's not the rebuke the problem is submission because when you submit to god to the word of god when you submit to the name of jesus when you submit to your pastor when you submit to the authority that's over you then you rebuke and the rebuke causes the demons to leave let me say what i feel like saying if you're rebuking and it's not leaving it's a submission problem and don't so therefore don't try to spout off of the devil but rather go back and say i submit myself to the name of jesus i submit myself to the holy ghost I submit myself to the blood of Jesus. I submit myself to the word of God. And I submit myself to my pastor. And if you'll start doing that right now, then you open your mouth and you say, Devil, I command you to get out of my house. Get away from my children. Get away from my wife. Get away from my husband. In the name of Jesus, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen in the Holy Ghost. God's going to give you authority over what you are saying. Speaking to. And I feel to tell you right now that there's an impartation of authority coming to some people as I'm preaching to you, that God's going to give you a voice that's going to be heard in the gates of hell. And God's going to give you authority that's going to be heard in in the demonic world. And voices that have mocked you are about to submit to you. And voices that have resisted you are about to come down to you. And I've in the name of Jesus, and there's authority in the name of Jesus. For at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I'm telling you that name is above every name. And that name has power over your fear, and power over your insecurity, and power over your weakness, and power over your anxiety, and power over the torment that comes at you. And I'm telling you in the name of Jesus. to attack your home. Come on, dad. It's time to rise up and say, get out of my house. Devil, get away from my teenager. Get away from me. You spirit of rebellion. You spirit of anger. You spirit of jealousy. You spirit of unsubmission. I'm not going to have a Cain further the Balaam. I'm not going to have a Balaam further Cora, Korah. And I'm not going to have a Korah further the Jezebel. I'm going to be thankful for the covering God's given me. I'm going to be submitted to Moses God's given me. I'm going to be thankful for the worshiping Abel God's given me, and I'm going to be praising God for the Elijah that he's put in my life. I want to tell you right now in the name of Jesus in your home that there are angels trying to get in right now. Demons are going to flee, and angels are going to invade, but you need to open up your house, Dad. You need to open up your house, Mom, and say right now, we submit ourselves to the Word of God. We submit ourselves to our pastor, and we're going to be all in with everything we have, and you're going to see what God is going to do. Now, I want you to pray as a family in your house. I want you to take authority right now over any spirit of hell that would rise up against your home. In the name of the Lord Jesus, don't let the devil blind you. Don't let the devil lie to you and convince you that you don't need the covering that's over you. Yes, you do that covers protection upon you. Well, I don't like the way he does this. I don't like the way he does this. I'm not, I'm not comfortable with that. You know why you're not comfortable? Because you're not Moses. It's not your job to be comfortable. It's your job to say, okay, Lord, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. We submit ourselves to the word of God. Submission is never based on agreement. Submission is always based on disagreement. When you think you know the way to do it, but instead of voicing your opinion or trying to hint about your opinion, you bury your opinion in the word of God in prayer. And you say, not my will, but thy will be. Done. I pray that gets in somebody's spirit right now because the greater your submission, the greater the authority. The greater your submission, the stronger your prayer life's going to be. The greater your submission, the greater the authority to cast out devils, to heal the sick, and to see miracles in your life. Let's pray together right now. Lord Jesus, strengthen your people. Strengthen them right now. I pray you give them authority over the demonic world. I pray you bless their homes and bless their marriages and bless their. Children, and I pray, God, for unity in that church like never before. I pray the spirit of Balaam goes down, the spirit of Cain goes down, the spirit of Korah goes down, and the spirit of Jezebel goes down. And I pray for apostolic revival to be unleashed like never before. In Jesus' name. Yeah, yeah, In Jesus' yeah. name, Pastor Herring. Yeah. It's all yours. Go ahead and take it in the name of the
1: Lord oh, Jesus. Oh, mighty God, mighty God, mighty God, mighty God. I... Uh, I know I don't have to tell you this, Josh, but for the sake of saying it, uh, you heard from God today. If you, if you had only seen the text on my phone this week, and and you did not, you did not, not one of them, God, God is speaking today. That, that makes this more than just a church service, folks it makes it a moment where Elijah's in the cave and the voice of God comes to him. Makes it a moment where Jonah is in the water and a whale comes to him. Makes a moment. They say that life consists of a bunch of moments, small moments that eventually make up the finality of the story. Josh, thank you, Brother Josh, Brother Herring. Thank you for preaching today. you from the bottom of my heart mean it from the bottom of my heart. What's important now is what you do with it. What you do with it. When it's all said and done, what you've done with the word that you heard is going to be the major determination of your life, your eternity. Love you, son, dearly. Love you, Dad. And... Uh, we're going to do this again. I, I know it's difficult for you to just turn this this uh, computer of yours off and walk away in the house and act like, okay, let's go go on to the next stage today. But we, we're we're not going to take it that way when we disappear from you here. We're going to pray. We're going to pray what you what you said, what we felt. Pray for your family today as well. Love you dearly, Josh. Love you dearly. Today, kids, love you dearly. God bless you today. See you, bud. See you. Thank you, Lord. Palmer, PPC, our visitors today, thank you so much for tuning in. I pray today that that you take it seriously, you don't take it lightly. If for one moment in time you have the thought in your head that I provoked him to say any of this, you are wrong in listening to the wrong voice. You need to submit and surrender to God. You want the devil to flee, you've got to surrender to God. God, love you today, Palmer. We are going to dismiss from your company, but we're praying for you at the, as soon as we do. All right, love you all. Don't forget Tuesday night, if you're a part of that 18 that we've invited, we start at 6.30 prompt, okay? So if you come at 6.55, we'll probably be finishing by then. Just letting you know. God love you. Good day to you all. Amen. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.